welcome to Straight Stuff on Addictions. This is Rick Atwater. We're here um, Sunday night at 10 o'clock, as we have been for the last five or six weeks, and we hope to continue to be for the foreseeable future. Um, so thanks for joining us tonight on this holiday weekend. Let me remind you that um, you can call in to the show live, ask questions, or interact with us here, and I'll give you the number. Um, it's 323 323- 792-2977. So we hope to hear from you. We want to thank our sponsors tonight, PME Drug Screening Devices, Hug-A-Bun Adult Diapers, and don't forget to eat at our favorite establishment, Ratty Ass Ribs. A <laughs> um, couple of things. Uh, I want to thank uh, Brendan O. for the intro music. Um, and also... Just to mention that he's got a, a little CD of his own out now called Panarchy. I just gave it a listen this this last couple of days, and it's and it's uh, got some really good stuff on it. So uh, just just a little shout out to Brendan O. Um, I also want to say uh, with a little sadness that we lost a friend just this week, Haley H. Uh, I think she was just 22 years old, and uh, she was a she was a friend of many of the people around here, so uh, our hearts go out to the family of uh, Haley H. And I also want to thank Chris Atwater for handling the studio duties, keeping this sh- keeping the show on the road. We're going to be here. Um, we're going to be here an hour tonight instead of 45 minutes because we figured out that we run out of time the last couple of weeks, and so we we stretched it a little bit, and we'll continue to do that um, as uh, as we have things to uh, put in. So um, I guess that's pretty much everything that I need to say for now to get us started. And uh, what I'll do is um, the the title of our show tonight is Head Crash to Spiritual Solution, A Long, Strange Trip. And uh, I want to uh, introduce Ryan R. And I'll also want to say that um, Mike P. will be coming in about halfway through our talk with Ryan uh, to uh, play us some guitar. Heard nothing but good things about Mike P. The warm-up sounded good, so I'm excited to hear what he has to play. So let's get started. Um, and uh, let me let me ask you brian uh how did uh how did the how did the drug and alcohol thing get started with you what what where did it start well rick uh anyway thanks for having me on tonight um it all started uh, pretty much fresh out of the womb for me <laughs> i uh you know i i'm pretty sure i was i was born a an alcoholic drug addict was it in your family yeah it was yeah. it was and uh you know, even when I was in third grade, my I remember my old man telling me that uh, during one of the parent-teacher conferences, the teacher said, oh, Ryan's a great kid, but he just doesn't never know when to stop, you know? So, so I was I was ripping and ready to go from the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, it started off, you know, like most people early, and it started with the basic stuff, and then progressed into whatever I could get my hands on, you know. Was there any uh, any things that, um, would you would you say that there was any traumas or any dramatic things that happened to you when you were a kid? No, not so much. I, I grew up pretty normal, you know, average upbringing. You started normal and then you got abnormal. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have no recollection of what normal really is anymore, but... Yeah, I would assume it was normal. Yeah, so no big traumas. Right. Yeah. So, and then you have a you have a brother, I believe. You, yeah, I do. Yeah, you're the oldest. I am the oldest. You're, I have a brother and two sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you are they older than you, or are you the? I am the oldest. You are. So that yes. So you were the leader of the pack. I was. I was. Uh, yeah, paved all the roads. Well, I was a good example of what not to do. How about that? Okay. You know, broke the parents in so they could get away with pretty much anything they wanted to. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, after I after I paved that road, then it was easy traveling for them because anything they did didn't seem so bad anymore, you know? That's right. 
That's right, the old the older guy. So when uh, when did you first start uh, using? Like when did that come? I up? I think I was probably twelve. I remember um, remember we were hanging out with a buddy and his parents were gone. They had a liquor cabinet and we got into it, and uh, we proceeded to drink pretty much everything that they had. You know, hmm. I, I I hung out with a lot of older older guys when I was that age, and uh, you know, so we had a few friends over and. They eventually ended up um, having to hide the bottle of Kahlua, I believe, I was drinking. I think we were mixing white Russians as it started, and the vodka ran out. And then, how did uh, you know how to mix a white Russian? <laughs> one, of the guys, one of the guys who was there was mixing them up, man, and it was like chocolate milk to me. You know? <laughs> they ended up having to hide the bottle of Kahlua because that's all that was left. And I remember I was down in that and couldn't even ride my bike straight. <laughs> Love at first white Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah. Uh, somebody who knew my 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 parents ended up seeing me riding around on my bike, and obviously I was I appeared inebriated, mm-hmm. and called, and my mom came, and uh, they ended up taking me to the hospital that day, and got my blood alcohol drawn. And, really? Yeah, and I was uh, that was like point four six seven, and the nurse was couldn't believe it she's like i can't even believe you're still here she's like you should be in a coma and I've, I've never seen anybody this age with the blood alcohol content so high so you i wonder if you still have the record i was it local yeah, it was it was right at Centegra here what's that yeah we'll have to check and see if you have the record <laughs> wouldn't, <laughs> that be, wouldn't that be something <laughs> that might be something huh? i've never i've yeah i've never heard that, yeah I, I that's could, pretty i uh, couldn't believe it i think they say you know three you know three is you know, point three is comatose. Yeah. You know, point four is, you know, barely breathing. And uh, you were I'll, I'll you were you were out riding your bike. <laughs> well, okay. So what what happened at home? I mean, did you get in trouble or? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I guess I got in trouble. I mean, I don't I don't so much recall. I don't so much recall the consequences to my actions. Mm. You know. You think that that plays a, a part in in future, uh, in your future? Yeah, it very well could be um, a big part because it seemed like the consequences were never really that bad. You know, like oh, I could I could take this. You know, let's it's mm. worth it. Like what would you ha- like? What would you have to take? I don't know. Maybe a grounding or some some yard work, some housework. You know. Oh. Stuff that normally I wouldn't want to do anyway, but if it means that I can get away with doing whatever I wanted, then I, I was good with it, you know. Yeah. So what came? What came next? Uh, Where to go from there? You know, it, it it went from from that to you know, uh, then it was it was a little bit harder to to get it that easily the the alcohol and whatnot. So it was uh, you know stealing stealing from the grocery store. One arm or tying tying shoelaces around my pant legs and just going in with the big baggy pants and shoving six eight bottles down my pant legs and running out, <laughs> uh, you know. And then and then probably marijuana came in somewhere mm-hmm. somewhere around that time. You know, started smoking weed pretty regularly. Like what age or what age would that be? Uh, you know, I would say no. I would say it was probably pretty pretty close to that time. You know, seventh eighth grade mm-hmm. was when I was. I was really smoking weed pretty regular. Mm. Uh, by the time, by the time that summer between eighth grade and freshman year of high school is when I really blossomed into a into a nice drug using criminal. Mm. You know, I started selling drugs at that time and mm. was hooked up with with definitely the wrong crowd. So let me let's just back it up for a minute and let me ask you: Do you do you looking back at it now? Do you find anything about about you that 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 makes that all that stuff possible that makes that more likely anything about you, your character i mean why you why why we got a seventh seventh grade kid with mc hammer pants and bottles <laughs> bottles in his pants uh, why you know why why you uh, everybody wasn't doing that i don't think were they no no they weren't actually and i was the only one who would actually do it yeah or try to get away with it you know i don't know maybe maybe i i wanted i wanted to be that guy mm. you know the center of attention mm. the 
the guy who came through and, and brought the booze to the party mm-hmm. and, you know, the girls would like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe I, that was probably the reason behind most of my actions was to be that guy that everybody wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I know for a fact that's why I started selling drugs is because I wanted to I wanted to have all the attention. I wanted to be wanted to be that guy that everybody wanted to come to and hang out with and have around and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Kind of the kind of the hero but the but the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. Essentially cuz you know, I think there's always that bad little bit Superman. Of, yeah, <laughs> that that villainism that, yeah. that people gravitate to a little bit. Right. Especially right. in those kind of crowds that I was running with, you know, right. we always rooted for the bad guy, hmm. and then turn the movie off before the end because the bad guy <laughs> dies, right? Right. Click that. Click that off. <laughs> yeah. And move on. Right. Okay. So I know I was just wondering if if there was any if there was any like awareness for you at that time, but probably not a lot. I, I highly doubt it. I, yeah. I really do, because you know, at the time it was it was the people I was hanging with. Mm-hmm. That's what was going on. So I wanted to fit right in there yeah. and have my little niche in the group. Yeah, you know, because I saw how they treated other people who weren't of use to them, and it wasn't nice. How come you hang hung out with older kids? I, you know, I really don't know. I really don't. I I just gravitated to them. You know, they mm-hmm. seemed cool. Mm-hmm. They seem cool, and and I always felt like I didn't really fit in with anybody else, mm. you know. And these guys were doing bad stuff, and that kind of that kind of got my blood flowing a little, mm-hmm. you know. Did you know you were doing bad stuff? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, you know, it just didn't matter. Right, I didn't, I didn't yeah. care. Yeah. Well, we got the you know the consequence thing. That's you know what are you gonna you do bad stuff and then. You're gonna to have to like trim the bushes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You know, big deal, right? Yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's the next drunk right there. Yeah. You know. No okay. problem. All right. So anyway, so then, so we're you're smoking pot, starting to sell drugs. You're like moving into like your seventh, eighth grade now. And prior to high school, you're you're selling prior to high school. Yeah, I started selling probably that that year leading up into high school. Yeah. So I had a nice, I had a nice base of clients going mm-hmm. on and. You know, I lived a couple blocks away from the high school, so mm. everybody would go and hang out at my house mm. at lunchtime, and it was, you know, a big smoke fest, and mm. we'd party it up, and I'd make my money, and that was that. What did you do with your money? You know, I bought stuff, spent it stupidly, I'm sure. Parents were wonder where you were getting your You know, I, I actually, I remembered um, getting questioned quite a few times, and I ended up getting a job at Jewel bagging groceries like two days a week or something, just so I could say, oh, this is where I'm getting my money from, you know, don't worry about these nice clean clothes I got on, and, mm-hmm. you know, I got eight pairs of brand new shoes. And... <laughs> did, did you have any uh, close calls, like getting caught or anything like that? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, from from the very first time I ever um, really got drunk, I couldn't really handle drinking so much, mm. so it seems like whenever I would go out and get drunk, they would use, my friends would usually abandon me because I was too drunk or doing something too mm. crazy. So I mm. I got arrested quite a bit. You know I I think the first time I got arrested I was probably fourteen or fifteen for being for being way too drunk mm. upon <laughs> the Woodstock Square. You know and uh, so it, yeah it was it was it was a little rough getting in trouble. And, yeah, was it you were the you were usually the only one that would get in trouble? Yeah, generally. Mm. Yeah. Generally, because I took it a little too far. You yeah. Know, I, We're getting some clues here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're starting to. I'm starting to see a pattern. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that is. I but. guess what that third grade teacher was talking about came true. You know. Right. That was that was me, and I and I always took it. I always took it there. Always. Mm. You know. And uh, the close calls. It was. I never really got caught with drugs so much back then. It was more drinking stuff. Because the drinking was a lot harder, but I I would walk around um, very paranoid mm. with backpack full of stuff. You know, I had homemade bongs and a bunch of weed, and um, by the time, you know, 
as my using progressed, my sales also progressed. So I was selling ecstasy, you know, starting to dabble a little bit in the cocaine, um, mushrooms, acid. We were getting, mm-hmm. we were getting sweet breath bottles of acid for like a hundred dollars. Now tell me what that is. What LSD? No, but I know what that is. But you said the sweet breath, the little, uh, you know, the. Uh, it's like a dropper in a oh, little tiny bottle. They yeah. used to sell them. I you see. know, it's like breath mints, but it was liquid form. Oh, and that was and that's what but the, the way bottles they had a little dropper built into the the the, ah, okay. the top of it, so we would empty out the mint, fill it with the LSD, and then you had a dropper readily available, so you could you know dose people out. I get you. Right, you know, you get the money you. and then you dose. Were you a them pretty out. good chemist? I mean, you knew. Did you know how to manage all you this know, stuff? Not so much, not so much. You know, um, some of the guys that I was running with had other guys who pretty much broke down exactly what I needed to be doing with this stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, how to handle it, how to sell it. Mm-hmm. How um, to take it. How to take it, mm-hmm. what to do if I got caught, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Like don't eat the bottle if you get caught. <laughs> no, no, yeah, more like yeah. more like dump it out on the ground and run as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of stuff. And don't say you. anything ever. I get you. you know. I get you. Okay. Um, you know, by the way, if you if if we can take a minute here, I think we've got a we've got a call. Can we can we take that call? I believe we can. All right. Let's see see what we get. Let's see what we got here. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Hi. This is Ron. Um, I had a question for Ryan, and uh, I was wondering if at any point um, was there a sense of doubt? Was there a sense of doubt that yeah, maybe the price was too high to be that guy or whether you, whether your conscience or, or, or guilt or anything like that kind of, kind of had moments, um, that kind of thing? You know, Ron, I... Uh, I I think I lost my conscience pretty early on. Um, I really had very little remorse, and I don't really think at that time that I was really able to look forward enough to see the harm of my actions. So in the moment when I was wrapped up, it was really great because I was getting all the attention and all the positive reinforcement that I craved so much. Um, so I would probably say no, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a conscience at all. And I, I, I didn't care. I was, I was a menace to society. I was a dangerous person. Ron, does that, does that cover your question? Very much, very much. Thank you. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay, good. Well, yeah. So let me let me just sort of take off a little bit on that question, if if you don't mind. And I mean, you have a conscience now. Yeah. So where where was it? Just hiding out, or <laughs> where was it then? <laughs> it was it hiding behind the drugs? Yeah, it might have been. It yeah. might. I might have. Uh, or did you develop it since you got straight? Well, I definitely have redeveloped it. I think it was there originally, mm-hmm. and then I just medicated it so I wouldn't have to feel it so much. Yeah, because you, you know, knew right from wrong. You knew you were yeah, doing Yeah, I knew yeah. I was doing wrong, but, you know, like I said, I, I really I really liked the lifestyle that I was getting into. You know, when I saw these guys, I was hanging, they had nice stuff. And when you, and when you lose, you know, and when you lose control. Well, let me ask you that. When do you think you 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 lost the power to choose? Wow. Um, you know, I really couldn't pinpoint the exact time. You know, um, but you know, ever the first time that I drank, I really had no choice or control. Yeah. Because it was like, it was like as soon as they said I couldn't have anymore, I. Well, I needed it. I had it. I had to have it right. from that point. Right. You know. So really, where the control left, I don't know. Because all you know, talk about talk about choices and conscience and things like that. Really, if you're if you're already if you're already out of control, if if you already lost control, then that's a that's a losing proposition. Yeah. Because the drugs or the alcohol are are running it anyway. Mm-hmm. Not you. Right. Yeah. Right, and that was it. And so it was running you from the from the gate. 
Well, yeah, yeah, and and you know, and then as soon as um, as soon as all the fame to say, mm-hmm. you know, um, came along with it, it was the money, and then it was the women, and then it was all the things that I could get. Yeah, you know, and all that the, that hype. That's what that's what I, I was keep all thinking about. about that evil superhero. What's give me a name? I gotta have a name. You know, do we have like what's the, what was on the Avengers that? Yeah. Loki? How about Loki? We got Loki? Anybody up for Loki? I don't know. No, nah, not so much. I don't know. Yeah. So we got an evil superhero over here, you know. Yeah. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Yeah, running the show. Anyway, yeah, that's, you know, Lex Luthor's running the show, not Ryan, you know. All right, anyway, okay, so um, did you ever, what kind of music were you listening to at, at that time? Well, I, I grew up listening to, uh, you know, all, all the good classic stuff, the Who and the Beatles and and all that kind of Did you keep that bones. up? No, you know, I switched to uh I dabbled a lot of different stuff, you know, heavy metal. Hmm. And then I listened to rap for a while there and you okay, know, got, going, yeah. got back to uh I I bounced around a lot, you know. Okay. Bounced around. Ever listened to any disco? <laughs> disco? No, not so much, man. I want you to I want you to listen to a little disco right now because yeah. I think it'll be good for you. Yeah, doesn't that get you? You That's a great jam. Okay, yeah, because that's okay. All right, all right. I totally missed out on the disco era. I guess too bad. Yeah, I I just had to throw that in because you know that song's (laughs) been in my head all day long and I can't get it out. So the only way I could do it was to play it. All right. Anyway, so back to you and heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy metal, rap. Rap, rap when things really, the hype really got going, and that's, it seemed like everybody would listen to that stuff. You know, somewhere along the way, I kind of lost my identity, and I I just kind of morphed into my surroundings. Yeah. You know, kind of adapted with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when did that, when did that happen, and why do you think that happened? You know, all... I can't really pinpoint um, a lot of this stuff. I think it was like an evolution into, you know, becoming that that person. Yeah, losing yourself. Right. A little bit at a time. Yeah, totally, totally. And you is know, that scary? No, I don't think so at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think I was loving that lifestyle a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, but you know, there was a point in time where it kind of went past. I lost the ability to really make money doing those things, mm. and it came to the point where I was consuming more of my product than I was able to sell. Mm. So the friends that I was hanging out with didn't want to hang out with me anymore because I was no use to them. Right. You know, and because you needed the product more than right more than to provide it for them. Right. So then I slowly, I slowly started turning to everybody else instead of part of the in circle i was on the out on the fringe you know and that and that's when that's when my my addiction really really went went now, off now let me just let me just say this we're gonna i know i when we talked earlier about this i know that we didn't want to turn you know we didn't want to turn this into like a drunk lock we right. wanna, i want to talk about recovery but i want to i i do want to get some understanding of that of I guess what we would call the jumping off point the 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 point you got to kind of how you got to that point where it was going to be one or the other one or the other meaning you were probably going to die or or get better oh yeah so <clears throat> let's let's go there let's at least go there fast forward way ahead yeah i mean i mean take us there well there was you know there was uh it was a, a long time of of really heavily abusing any substance I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was whether it was uh, acid or ecstasy, you know, there was a long stint there where I was doing a lot of cocaine. Mm. And then I, the thing is though, is that the whole time I was always drinking massive amounts of alcohol. Mm. You know, because it it seemed to always start with alcohol, and then alcohol got me to the point to where I was willing to try anything. You know, and uh, you know, I I I did a lot of prescription drugs, and uh, you know, um, the opiates really opened the door for my heroin usage, mm. 
and that's getting a lot closer to what you're talking about is that that real jumping off point where it was it was man i really need to stop what i'm doing mm. now you know cuz i'm going to die mm-hmm. and it and it got to that point real quick you did know you OD? no i never did but i i had six friends of mine that um did you know um towards the end there uh it was either all my friends died or they all got locked up Mm. You know, I got a few friends doing over 20 years, and mm. um, most of them are all buried, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, I did that for a lot of years. You know, I, I was I was shooting a lot of dope and and drinking a lot of booze, and I didn't care. And and in between all this, did you call yourself <laughs> a junkie? Oh yeah, I was a full blown junkie. Mm. No, no question about it. I don't. I'm surprised that more people who saw me on a daily or fairly regular basis didn't know mm-hmm. that I was a full blown junkie because I was I was in bad shape for a long yeah. time. And uh, you know, maybe it was a lot of denial on their part too mm-hmm. that, you know, they just didn't want to really believe it. Did I hear you say a jab a day one time? <clears throat> yeah, I was doing I was doing a jab a day. You know, to be honest with you, if I if I had money I would do as much as I could possibly afford. I and mean, just for people who don't know, a jab is probably thirteen eggs. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of dope. It's a lot of dope. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's like, if, did you have to go to the city to get it? I did. I had to drive to the west side. So you're probably what? What are you paying? Six eight bucks a bag? Yeah, it's about it's a hundred dollars a jab. Okay. So you know, and I and I did that every day, sometimes twice a day. You know, um, that's a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work, man. <laughs> By then, really... Were you doing that just to not get sick? Yeah, yeah, totally. The fun was really gone out of all that, you know, after mm. after probably the first few months. And, and I did this for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, um, getting sick in the morning and having to figure out what I'm going to do to be able to get enough money so I can go down and, and get right, you know, and and get my dope to get through the day. Now, I know you have um you have a you have a child. I do. I have a daughter. Girl was born during that time? She was. She was born probably right around when I started getting pretty heavy into into the heroin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was born actually like right in my transition from the cocaine to the heroin. Yeah. And when I was starting to really pick it up and uh you know, um, my definite lowest point, though, was um, when uh, I was in the bathroom getting real high. And there were, I couldn't really get high anymore, so I kept having to shoot more and more dope. And I would just sit there and cook bag after bag and shoot up until I started feeling something. But then when I got to that point, then I would just be completely out of it. So I, I was doing that, and I was, I don't know, I probably was on, like, bag number six or something, and uh, ended up passing out sitting on the toilet with the needle in my arm, and, and she walked in and saw me, and uh, I'm not really sh- too sure if she knew what she was looking at, but the that expression on her face, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to describe the emotion, but it was uh, it was a pretty horrible thing to, yeah. to have to see. Sure. You know, and sure. uh, to see her see you, right? And what was she? Uh, just a baby, just a, like on her feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she a couple she, years old. Yeah, yeah. Some right around there. Yeah. And yeah. it was, uh, it was not a good feeling, you know. But that didn't, that didn't stop. What me. was the feeling? It, well, it made me, it made me feel like total scum. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like really, I don't even know if I can get lower than this. Right. You know, I'm 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 did becoming you? I, oh I did. I went lower than that. You know, I was becoming though the person that I always said that I would never be. Right. You know, and uh yeah, I got I got lower. So what was the what was the jumping off point for you? It it was finally it was finally the fact that it wasn't working anymore. You know, and it was taking more and more and I was I was just sick of the grind, the to doing whatever it took to get to get what I needed so I can get well, you know, and and going out in the meantime of all this in between my fixes, 
going out and just getting completely annihilated and you know getting into trouble everywhere I went and couldn't couldn't go to any of my friends' houses and was ruining relationships and um my my daughter's mother finally told me that I couldn't see her anymore at all and that she didn't want to be in my life anymore mm. and uh you know that really that really did a wake up call on me so I just decided enough was enough you know, and then what did you do? I, I detoxed myself, actually, and uh, I locked myself in my room with uh, with a bottle of Jack and uh, just got really sick, you know, for four or five days and couldn't sleep and was going completely out of my mind and, you know, got 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 well enough so I can go outside and find help. And you did? I did. I did. I, I found some help. How'd you, did, what would you find? Well, my, my brother at the time was actually, he had just gotten out of rehab and he was in a halfway house attending uh, some recovery meetings and took me to one of the meetings and said, here you go, man. This is this is where you can get better. This is the way to do it? Yeah. And hooked, hooked me up with a couple of friends who were really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one guy that you know who did a tremendous amount for me in my early recovery. He's now in Arizona working on his master's degree and you know he mm-hmm. he really helped me out along the way and pointed me in the right direction and Yeah, he's a big time troublemaker that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well let's let's stop there and 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 then what I want to do is come, we're gonna come back when we come back to you I wanna pick up then and and talk for the rest of our time about your recovery and how that's worked, how that's worked for you and how you put that together. But I'd like to, um, so I'd like to switch over for a minute, introduce Mike, uh, Mike P and yeah. And should we move the mic? (laughs) And let me just ask you, Mike, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like what's, uh, what brought you to, what brought you to, the place that you're at today. My car. <laughs> yeah. Just drugs and alcohol, just like everybody else, you know. Yeah. I'm nothing special. Yeah. Does yeah. your music play a part in your recovery? Oh yeah. I mean, like it's kind of like a replacement drug, I guess, because I can kind of like lose myself in it. Mm-hmm. You know. Just like that escape for a little bit, mm-hmm. just like I was chasing through drug use. How about the? What about the chew? Uh, what, does that work for you too? No. Oh, okay. All right. Just, just, the, just the music. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll be politically correct then, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I'm glad you're here. What, what are you going to tell us a little bit about what you're going to play? Um. Um, there's this classical song, I forgot what it's called, but I don't really know the whole thing. I just kind of know, like... You know what it sounds like? Like, the gist of it, so I'll do a little improv. Okay, all right. Well, we're ready for you, whenever you're ready.
Thank you for doing that.
you know, this was the real deal here that what I what I was getting myself into hanging out with this group and, and doing these things, going to, you know, certain meetings and whatever, was this was the real deal. And I, I needed to make sure that I really wanted to do this. You when know, you say the real deal, what do you mean? You I mean, mean this was real. Like they life, were, life they were, death. they were serious yeah, about it. They were expecting a change to happen, <laughs> and you know, and I, I suspected that I would die if I didn't go along with this change. Right. But I had to make sure that you know I really wanted to go forward with this change. Yeah. So I proceeded to go back out for another month. Mm. After that, mm-hmm. you know, and realized that, yeah, that lifestyle really is done, and I I cannot keep up with it anymore. Just the demand and the grind and the and the work and the effort. That did you go back out with dope? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Well, I, it started off drinking. I went on a I went on a like a three or four day binge of just you know up all night drinking every day. And, uh, you know, day and night drinking. And uh, then I, I, excuse me, started shooting dope again. And um, then it was, okay, now I'm really ready for the change, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was that was May 25th of 2011. And mm-hmm. and I haven't picked up since. So, so when you came, so how, how did you re-enter? Well, I re-entered then. Um, I basically uh, made contact again with Rob who who was sponsoring me the first time and um you know he got me back connected with my with my higher power who and that see that's where it all that's where it all went squirrely for me when I when I was when I first came in because I was I got to that step 3 and I was like wow so tell, say what say what that is because there's people that wouldn't know um <clears throat> made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God so we understood him. All right. And uh so you had a so that was a problem for you the first time? Yeah, yeah, cuz I I really didn't I had a very hard time um wanting to go along with conceptions of God that, you know, my like my parents were were both Christians mm-hmm. and you know, I I went to Catholic schools and uh I didn't really like that idea or that approach to, you know, hey, this is this is our God and this is what you need in your life because he's going to save you and it's going to be great. And if not, you're going to go to hell. And I always felt like, man, I've already been to hell. Mm-hmm. And so what? Yeah. You know, so so you didn't have that, but you didn't have anything else. Right. Either, and right? I had I didn't really have much of an idea of what I really wanted to do with that. And uh, I did a lot of I did a lot of research on different ideas of of what God was to different cultures and whatnot, and and I didn't really I guess I didn't really like that kind of like that uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for that binding of God that you know let's put God in this little box and this is what He is and this is what He's going to mean yeah. to all you people and you need to believe this way. Yeah, you know, I I had a really hard time with with wrapping my mind around that. Yeah. Um. So when I really sat down and and got into it, and uh, you know, what was suggested is that I write a a list of attributes of what I think a higher power would be. Mm-hmm. So I I did that, and I was struggling with that actually. And what what ended up happening was I. I after hours and hours of staring at a blank white page with a pen in my hand, I got super frustrated and just said, hey, God, why don't you reveal yourself to me? And I, it just came. The pen went to the paper, and I wrote a page of stuff, and, you know, that was my higher power. And uh, You still have that page? I, I, I'm pretty sure I do somewhere. Yeah. I have... And now I have so many notebooks of just, mm-hmm. you know, miscellaneous writing. You write... I I do a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I used to a lot more. Yeah. I I kind of lost track of time. Yeah. You know, with I got a lot of stuff going on. So you got day. those attributes up upstairs. Up right, there. right. You know, yeah, it's, it's not good to point like when you're on the radio because <laughs> yeah. I think that people probably don't know. 
I'm pointing at my head now. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, we need a narrator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pointing at his head. So that's where you keep it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, you know, though, some somewhere along the line, though, it kind of moved from my head into my heart, and it became uh, almost the way of life. Uh, of, you know, I got that faith going on that, you know, I, I like to call my higher power the, the conscious universe. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and I believe that, that my higher power wants everything to work out the way that it's supposed to work out. So I have that and I, I actually implement that in my life every day. So let me do this. I want to ask you, I want to ask you what, what's gotten better, you know, what, what, what actual things can we point to that have gotten better for you? But before we do that, I think maybe let's, can we jump back to you, Mike? and ask you to play the second song. You you prepared to do that? Yeah. All right. I don't want to wake you up, but... <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's, it's past all of our bedtime, so it's okay. So let me throw it back to you and you know, give us what you got. All right, well, I'm going to play Good People by Jay Thompson and do a little chord comping. You know, it's just a little bit more like creative okay. and stuff. So. Okay. Back to Ryan. Let me. So I want to ask you, like, what kinds of things, as a result of, you know, finding finding a way to have some faith, um, finding a way to connect to the program. I take it that that's what what it's taken for you to start getting better, start being a part of this thing. Yeah. What's What's the result of that for you? What's happened? Um, everything. I mean, <laughs> it was a total 180, man. I, uh, you know, I got my daughter back in my life. You know, I, I, I actually get a chance to be a dad. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's really nice. I, how, I got did, it how so did that much. happen? I, I, I don't really know, to be honest with you. Mm. I don't, it, it kind of happened like, um, hey, you think maybe I can see her? And the answer was yes, and it took off from there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got a job, mm-hmm. I, you know, a legitimate job paying taxes. And, 
You know, I, where they actually take the yeah, take take the jacket out, out of the my, jacket. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's a lot. Nice. I couldn't even believe how much <laughs> how much tax they really take. But you know, I uh, I recently bought a house. I I got a lot of stuff going for me. You know, I I built demolition derby cars on my spare time. Mm-hmm. Um, I work out. I do so much, and and that's what I was referring to that. You know, a lot of a lot of other things kind of get lost along the way that uh, might have been important in the beginning. You know, like my writing and whatnot, and mm-hmm. and a, a few other things. They kind of got pushed aside because I've been I've been just taking on everything that I possibly can because I'm just so mm-hmm. excited about you know having a chance to live a little bit, get a life back. Yeah, like you got a yeah, you got a life. I do. Sounds like a good one. It, it is. It's. I really. I. I'll tell you what, man. I. I never thought any of this stuff was possible. I. It's been beyond my wildest dreams. You know, I. I couldn't have wrote it. If this way, if I. If I would have came up with my best writing, it wouldn't even come close. What do you think? What What did you think was going to happen? Well, I mean, before what what was what was going to happen? I figured I'd be dead by now a long time ago. Yeah, you know, and uh, when that didn't happen, I was kind of disappointed. You know, <laughs> there was there was quite some time there where I used to beg God to just end it. If there if there is a God out there, may I not wake up? You know, yeah. or may this be it? You know, let's let's go out now. You know, I want to get out of this thing, mm. and. I don't know. No, I, I'm grateful every day I wake up. So, how often do you see your daughter? I I get to see her every other weekend. Um, but you know, if if I got if I got a day off or some, I I call her up. And, you see her this weekend? Yeah, I got her this weekend. I uh, I get her tomorrow. Mm. You know, which is a bonus day because I got right. a day off, so right. I get a little bonus day. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna take her to the parade. We went to the beach today, man. It was Golden, got a little sunburn, had a little fun. You know, <laughs> that's not bad for for an old beat up old junkie. No, it's great. <laughs> so talk about so talk talk a minute about the car thing. Yeah, demolition derby cars. Uh, it's a little thing me and my brother in law do. It's uh, you know, basically we buy old junk cars and we put a whole heck of a lot of work into them. And then Who uh, drives them? do you drive them? I drive them. Oh yeah. I uh, actually, you, you, let me, I mean, do you get some like satisfaction? Oh man, <laughs> does it help you in the resentment department? I'll, I'll tell you what, man. You're either gonna hate it or it's gonna be the best thing ever. Cause it, when you make that first contact, I mean, you're essentially in a, in a relatively high speed accident, medium speed accident, mm-hmm. I suppose. And it, it is a rush, man. It's. Didn't you tell me we were talking before the show about? The car you drove last year was yeah. your, was your dad's old car for work. <laughs> yeah, and I was like laughing like there, there there's some irony here somehow. I'm not sure what exactly that is, but you're, I don't know either. You're but crashing it's your funny. dad's car <laughs> yeah. into things. Yeah, that was great, you know, man. Yeah, and I with I, no consequences. No, with zero consequences. Other As a matter than, of fact, they even pay you money if you win. And I got two trophies out of the deal last year too. I got um. And weren't you saying you're driving like a, a, a most aggressive? <laughs> I got the most aggressive driver, and I won my heat. The heat that I, the first heat that I drove in, I I won. I was the number one driver out of I don't know, fifteen cars, I think. You're a natural. I uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, some, there's some, you know, some damage. There's some, not, yeah, there's some there. irony there too, I think. But yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a psychoanalyst, so we're not really going to go. We're not going to go there. But that's I mean, that's fantastic. You know, it's not, you know. So you have fun doing it. I do. Uh, it, yeah. It's a it's a really great time, you know, and it and it keeps me busy, and gives me something to spend some money on. Yeah. Well. Got to do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Excellent. And then, like, uh, and you said you just got a house. I did. I just bought a house recently. Yeah. Nice. So there's something, isn't there something about um, in this recovery program about promises? I think so. Yeah, I've heard that uh, once or twice, maybe. Yeah. It sounds like you got a few of them. I do. I, you know, like I said, man, I 
And the, the greatest part is, is that I really didn't do too much. Yeah. I just showed up. Yeah. Got a little faith. Yeah. And put it into action in my life, and that's that's it, man. I, you know, once in a while I might have did something somebody else told me to do. Yeah. Along the way. Yeah. And uh, you know, I owe it all to my relationship with my higher power and my sponsor and just a great group of guys that you know I've come connected with and in different. Would you like what do you what do you think about uh, what do you think about the word miracle? Yeah, <laughs> when I first came around, they used to say that don't don't quit before the miracle happens, and right. man, that would drive me crazy. So I I had to keep coming I had to keep coming back to find out what the heck they were talking about. Well, you know, maybe even more more personally, I don't know how much more personal you can get, but it seems like even more personally than that that you're a miracle. Oh no! Like no I don't doubt. think I, I mean I don't know, but I don't think anybody was. T- you know, making bets, you know, taking big numbers on you. <laughs> I'm just no. guessing. But I'm not thinking that a lot of money was changing hands. You know, yeah, this guy's going to be a big success. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the other way around. Yeah, this maybe. guy's not going to make it. Yeah. Which, which day is he going yeah, to find him? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I probably would have got my money in on that one. You would have you you bet on that thing? Yeah. yeah. Cause it was yeah. it was not a, it was not easy go of things you know I I I had a lot of struggles and I was really miserable for a long time in this thing and then you know my head popped out of my ass and mm-hmm. and uh, I I let it <laughs> there you go <laughs> there it is <laughs> nice soundboard anybody man. yeah anybody yeah that was that was my own little yeah. little thing yeah. yeah do we have that car crash thing see if you can run that. Yeah, but uh... <laughs> I just wanted to kind of play. We, you know, we haven't we haven't used any of the sound effects. I just had to do it. <laughs> number one, but number two, it kind of fits with the car. Motif, <laughs> totally. So, so anyway, totally, but there wasn't man. much of a crash with that. No, just a squeal. Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna we'll, we'll see if we can find a crash. You probably should. Though. For, There's for next a little week. bit of disappointment there. A little bit. I'm a little I'm a little bummed. <laughs> yeah. But I got so. I got Kung Fu fighting in tonight, and I got my car squealing nice. in tonight. So we got a little bit. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, I, you know, I'm glad that uh, that you could uh, that you could join us tonight and talk about some of this stuff. And and to, I mean, you know, to for you to be spending tomorrow with your daughter. Yeah. I mean, what 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 could be what could be better than that? And you, know, I I take it you never thought that was going to happen. No. No, and I never thought any of this would happen, man. I just What's your a, daughter's name? Isabella. Isabella. Yeah, Isabella Hope. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's quite a name. Where'd that name come from? Because uh, she was born before you had any of that. I. She was. As a matter of fact, though, I, I, I got Hope tattooed on my stomach a long, long time ago because I, I was really hopeless for a really long time. But, mm. you know, like the promise has said, that feeling left. Mhm. Cool. What were you thinking when you got that tattoo? That I needed, I needed something. I needed some hope, you know. So we, so I figured out uh, I'll get a tattoo, and then maybe eventually I'll maybe it'll sink in or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. You know. And here you, and here you, you, you got. And who would think that just you know a guy like you just sober up, you know, stop using, go through, get sick. Go through all that stuff to get to that day in your fam in your fa- at your family's house where you said I need help. Yeah, you know it's a it's a interesting series of events that's for sure and you know not real predictable was it? No, not at all. None of this was predictable at all. You know I think that's the greatest part about it. Mm-hmm. Happened, you know. Got through the struggles, got the connection, and got it done. Well, um, so. Well, I want to thank you for telling your story. Thanks for having me. Being a part right? of this, it was a it was a good uh, it was a good uh, quite a quite a, a strange trip. <laughs> it sure is, man. And Mike, I want to thank you for coming, and love to have you back, and uh, maybe have have you bring your electric guitar and play play a little more. I'd like to hear a little bit more. So, um, and I guess I'd like to um, say to our listeners, how much time do we have? Twenty seconds. 
Okay. So I'd just like to say to our listeners, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, I'll send out an email link for next week's show as soon as I have it. And I hope that uh, Elf and your neighbor, together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny. We hope you enjoyed the show. Give us your feedback and ideas. And we'll see you uh, at the same time next week, although the following week we might switch to a little bit earlier. And, uh, you know, we're we're thinking about switching to 8 o'clock. Any feedback about that? I know my feedback is um, that 10 o'clock is past my bedtime. So, (laughs) me too. Yeah, so I'm hoping that we'll have some, you know, you'll be able to listen.